Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my lovely co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So today, we are excited to bring you yet another fun interview from a fellow product boss. We have Lisa Mastella. She is the founder and CEO of Bumpin' Blends. Welcome to the podcast, Lisa. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Um, We were able to meet Lisa in person at a Create Cultivate event. It was her small business summit in New York. And um, we were so impressed by your business and what you've created and um, why you created it. So please tell our listeners a little bit about you, the founder and CEO, and also about Bump and Blends. Yeah. So I am Lisa. I was a registered dietitian for years. I have a master's in public health. Um, and then when I was pregnant, I thought I was, it was literally my day job to be healthy. So I was like, great, I've got this in the bag. My baby is going to be the healthiest baby out there. Um, but it wasn't that simple for me. And I was really surprised by how many symptoms I had and how difficult it was to eat healthy when I was pregnant. Um, all I wanted was like mac and cheese and to go throw up for morning sickness and eat uh, mac and cheese and mint chip ice cream. And so I turned to smoothies as a means to support my symptoms and also give my baby the nutrients she needed. And by the end of my pregnancy, um, I had 22 different smoothie recipes. My friends were chomping at the bit for them. They really worked to alleviate symptoms. And I knew I had something really good there. So I started Bump and Blends. And now Bump and Blends are pre-blended frozen smoothie cubes that are designed to support particular symptoms delivered to your door every other week. So we have smoothies for anxiety, leg cramps, morning sickness, mood swings, trouble sleeping, fatigue, everything in between. And they're not just for pregnant women anymore. We have a lot of moms drink them, a lot of postpartum women drink them, and then a lot of women who aren't even moms or pregnant and they just really love smoothies in the morning and they have anxiety or fatigue they drink them too. And so a mom or any woman just needs to pour the bag of cubes into her blender and blend. It takes 10 seconds to make it super easy and really healthy. Awesome. Um, I love that story. I, I feel like I need one of the smoothies right now. I'm hitting that, you know, <laughs> afternoon, afternoon time when you start sliding down. Um, so where do you currently sell Lisa? We currently are direct-to-consumer only. Uh, We have a lot of interest from bigger retailers, but right now I feel like our branding and our product is still so new and fresh that I want to keep it under under our roof uh, for at least the next few months or so. Um, so You can order them at bumpandblends.com, just direct on our website. So it's a subscription model? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how does it... Tell us how... 
Well, how does it work then? So do you sign up and say like, I want anxiety delivered next week, or do you always get anxiety delivered? How did, mm-hmm. how does that whole thing work? Yeah. And this is where that kind of keeping it under our roof comes into play. Cause a big element of our product is the concierge level customization and the human experience. So when you subscribe, you actually get assigned your own person who is a, always it's a mom. So she understands any questions that moms would have. And it's always a registered dietitian nutritionist. So you get assigned to her via text message. She'll text message you as soon as you subscribe, introducing herself. And she is available whenever you need her 24-7 via text message to customize your bundles, to answer any nutrition questions you have, to skip a bundle, to pause your subscription, do anything you need. There's that human element and it's really convenient over text. So when you subscribe on the site, you essentially are subscribing to get seven large bags of smoothie cubes delivered every other week. So that's like a smoothie every other day or a smaller smoothie every day. Um, every other week delivered to your door. But if you ever need to skip a week, pause, cancel, you can just let your nutritionist know and she will reach out to you to select your seven flavors every other week based on your symptoms or just a lot of women just love particular flavors. They're like, I want your cookie dough blend every day for the rest of my life. Great. That's awesome. So how, how old is Bump and Blends? Did you, did you say a couple years? Is that right? Or not even, right? Not even. We are about 10 months old. 10 months old. Okay. So a lot has happened very quickly. Um, so when you started your, is your, your website, your e-commerce site, that's direct to consumer. Did you do that yourself? Did you hire somebody? Is your husband doing that for you? I feel like that's a common story. My husband created my website. My husband is a software developer um, (laughs) and he tried to create the website at first. uh, But I feel like with, as a software, he works at a large company as a software developer. And I feel like when you work at a large company as a software developer, you know, you know too much. Like he's too deep and knowledgeable about coding to make me a website on like Shopify or Squarespace or something. He just, it, it, I don't know if that was a good match and I'm way too much of like a micromanager crazy person when it comes to bump and blends to let him work on something for our marriages. <laughs> um, so he's, he tried it first before we launched to kind of build something, but I think I just drove him so crazy. Uh, and I ended up doing it myself. Uh, so with bump and blends, we didn't take on any funding. It's completely self-funded and I'm very scrappy. We didn't invest very much into it at first. So we spend what we make and I think that's a pretty unique business model. Um, But it means that I'm doing a lot of stuff myself. So I actually built the website completely myself, designed it myself. um, Yeah. On Shopify? On on Squarespace. On Squarespace. Um, Okay. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice for an e-commerce business. But as much as I wanted to be on Shopify, it was a big upfront cost because all those apps cost money. Being on Shopify is more expensive. And designing on Shopify wasn't user-friendly for me. I toyed with it, but I I couldn't get the website to look beautiful. And I knew when we launched, I was like, one, I want this product to look phenomenal. I want it to be desirable and the branding to be strong and the website to be easy to move around in. Um, And that was my top priority. And I wanted to be able to do it myself versus Shopify. I would have needed to hire a designer and everything. Um, 
But in retrospect, I probably would have chosen the Shopify. <laughs> right. But I love that. I like that you're scrappy enough to know that you just needed to do that minimum viable website, get yep. it rolling and test out the idea and are willing people are people willing to pay for it. And honestly, I think the same thing. Squarespace is immensely easier to use than Shopify, um, but mm-hmm. Shopify can do a lot more. So you can switch over at any time if you need to. Exactly. And that's kind of what we're running into now where I thought that the business would go a little bit more slowly than it has been. Um, great problem to have, don't get me wrong. But I thought, you know, we'll test it out on, on Squarespace. And once we get our first, you know, 20 or so orders, I'll know for sure that we can invest in Shopify. But I didn't think that the orders would kind of come like a huge wave. And I wouldn't have the time to actually research developers who could do that or to like really invest the energy and attention and time into that transfer. Cause I feel like ever since we've launched, it's really just kind of keeping up with, with our customer management and our inventory management and just keeping the company going that I'm like, Oh, I wish I had maybe chosen a developer at least. At first. <laughs> so you have, I mean, your website is beautiful. Like there's graphics, there's Thank all you. the things. So do you have a background in, cause not everyone should design their own website. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> okay. So do you have a special background or are you just like aesthetically nailed it? How, what would you say? Like if someone else is out there thinking, oh, well, if Lisa did it, I could do it too. I don't have any background. Um, I'm not a creative person by any means. I have a couple of good friends who are uh, photographers who offered okay. to take photos. Um, and like I said, our movies are really good. So a lot of people have offered to like write blog posts or take photos or do graphics and stuff for us in exchange for smoothies, which has been lovely for me. Um, We work for smoothies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, And so we get a lot of, we do a lot of trading like that, which has been immensely helpful. And I have really talented friends um, in the photography space, which is great. Um, But in terms of the design, it was just a lot of trial and error and a lot of tinkering with it. I took a couple months just working on it and, moving things here and there and waking up in the middle of the night thinking that this particular icon should be on the left side instead of the right. And it just landed on where it is. And I think we're really lucky. I I did invest in somebody to help me with the branding at first, like to design the logo and like, these are our logos and this is the look we're going for. And these are our colors. So once I had that palette from her and the logo graphics, it was really easy to build out from there. I didn't have to think like, oh, is this green too green? Or is this mm-hmm. you know, particular graphic on brand? Um, my designer who I think it's worth every penny to invest in somebody who does branding and design up front. Um, she made that really simple for me. So I didn't have to think about colors. It just was already chosen. Did she me. do your packaging? No, our packaging is also extremely scrappy. Um, it started as just frosted. Um, so our packaging are these like stand-up pouches um, with a resealable, kind of like a Ziploc bag. Oh, like a top. heat seal on top of that. Heat mm-hmm. seal, yep. So you just rip off the heat seal part and then you can open and close it so you don't have to use the whole package in one go. Um, but they're just these plastic frosted, they're PET plastic, so they don't leach into the foods and they're better for the environment than other plastics. Uh, and they're reusable, great for like snacks for kids. Um, and so it's really just those, which I originally bought on Amazon when we first launched, um, with 
our logo sticker on the front and the flavor sticker on the back. And then the cards that come with it. So each blend, you have your own little card with a ton of information on it, the nutrition facts. Those our designer did make. Um, and then the the packaging is literally just the two stickers that I bought on Vistaprint and these frosted bags, which I now get okay. from. Not Vistaprint. I'm covering my ears, everybody, because that's... <laughs> She, you have to start somewhere. So that's where she started. <laughs> yes. I love that. And I love this story because we are firm believers that if you want to make something happen, you can bootstrap it all the way. And mm-hmm. funding is not always the best bet for every company. Um, do you have a co-packer or anything? Are you packing all in-house as well? We do it all in-house because our product is really, really unique. It's these frozen cubes that are fresh ingredients blended um, and immediately poured into ice cube trays and then packaged into bags. I did a lot of research on co-packers and I can't find one that does anything like that. There's no other product like ours out there. Um, and so when I was speaking to co-packers, they're like, yeah, we could do that if your product could be like heat processed and then, and then frozen later. And if we add these preservatives and I'm like, this is not a, a road I want to go down. So we do it all in house. We have our own kitchen. We have a team that's gotten extremely efficient. Um, but the quality of the product, the fact that it's all organic, all natural, whole food, no weird additives or preservatives or sugars or anything, those are my top priority because we're giving this to pregnant women and breastfeeding women. Stuff. I'm not, I'm not going to compromise the product. So we do it all in house. Everything is made by hand and taste tested. So tell me, you who were pregnant probably very recently, since this is only a ten month. Mm-hmm old business. How old is your child? (laughs) She is a year and a half today. There we are. Congratulations on two two things to the world. Um, so (laughs) I think so many times too, like women, like there's women who nest and then there's women who like conceals (laughs) two things at once. Cause you're like, I see a need and I'm going to do this. And there's nothing like Mm -hmm. a mom that hustles. Um, so how did you, so here you, you've had your baby, you made these smoothies, people are loving them, right? Are you sharing them with friends that that was like your initial way to bring people to know about bump and blends or what was your very first step to get the information? Like, Hey, this is what I have. Does anyone want it? Um, I like kind of went old school and I hit the pavement. Like I spent weeks just Googling local resources for pregnant women, like whether it was like a doula practice or a a birthing class or um, maternity clothing store. I just loaded up with promo cards and like little taster cups of smoothies. And now we also have lactation cookies too. Um, Were you pregnant just, at this time? Mm-mm. I okay. had a newborn at this time. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so way easier. <laughs> I looked pregnant, so um, so I I really just uh, hit the pavement. I walked to each one of these places. I showed up in person. I talked to the store manager, this Matt, left our promo cards out, slipped some promo cards in between, you know, the hangers of the store, (laughs) did what I needed to do. And then I also created those connections in person and really talked to them so that if they did have an event or a giveaway or this or that, I was someone that they thought of. Um, and so we started doing a lot of events at Hatch Gal, um, which is a Hatch is a maternity clothing store. And they have a Los Angeles location. So we just started popping up whenever they had an event. Um, and then we got to 
get a lot of customers that way. We did a couple of big expos as well, um, which led to a lot of customers really quickly for us early on. Were those B2B expos or B2C expos? B2C expos. So uh, there are a lot of pregnancy and newborn kids expos for products. Um, I think weddings and babies are when people just go nuts with wanting to learn about new products. Um, which rightfully so. I mean, when you get pregnant, it's like, oh my gosh, what is this weird U-shaped pillow I'm supposed to be using? And what <laughs> is this contraption that does something with bottles? And so the expos are really popular. Um, and so we were a brand new product that just launched. I think we had two customers, maybe three. I don't want to tell them that, but they were we had two or three people. Uh, and we immediately went to like a 2000 person expo. Um, and How much I had was that my, investment out of curiosity? It was $2,000. Mm. And that was a big learning. For, uh, events are a huge learning for me and how much money I spent on them. So early on, um, I've learned a lot doing events <laughs> in the past 10 months. Um, but it was a really big investment up front for us. But I think it was worth it. It taught us a lot. And it kind of just threw us into the deep end. Because when you, we had a phenomenal placement, probably because we paid more than anyone else to be there. And I didn't know that. <laughs> um, like as soon as you walked into the event door, you walked right into our booth. And my dear friend Liz came and helped out with that event. And she is phenomenal to talk to. And so she and I just talked to people for four hours and walked away with, you know, I think around 30 subscribers, which is nothing. But it, when you're going from two customers to 30 consistent every other week customers, that taught me a lot about scaling really quickly. And right. did you offer samples? Like were people able to taste the smoothies when they were there? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. brought like a couple tubs of smoothies that we made and put them in little cups and yeah. Okay. All right. So then we're, we're making them out of our own kitchen probably to start. You're in LA. Um, well, we had to make sure everything was, there's a lot of legal stuff around a commercial kitchen and all that. So right. You can't make it out of your house but I was able to get a really small, affordable sort of warehouse kitchen type um, right near my house and did it out of that. And I hired a few neighborhood moms, got them trained up in Thursdays so that they were certified to work in the kitchen. And they were able to drop their kids off at school and then go to our kitchen right across the street, work for a couple hours while their kids were in school, and then go pick up their kids. Amazing. Yeah. And yeah. we've actually been able to maintain that model, which has been really cool to be able to do in that our business employs moms for the most part, and we're able to have a structure that um, is completely designed for moms. Yeah, like let's talk about um, that a little bit. What does your team look like? Do you have a team, you know, as far as business, and what does your team look like at home? It is me. I am all of it. Like, I hate to spoil it for any customers who have like emailed our customer service and think they're getting. A customer service. Agent. But you have the dietitians, um, right? I do. Um, I am a dietitian too. Mm. So I'm part of the dietitian team. Um, the other dietitians that work, it's really just remote work help with the 24 seven hotline. Cause now that we have so many customers, that's like a, a full job in itself. Mm. Um, and then the dietitians, I do a lot of the management of like when somebody does text their dietitians the blends that they want or if they want to skip cancel. I do that management. And then our dietitians come in to be like that loving support so that it is more of an individual experience versus it all being me. 
Okay. And then, but you have your team of, of women, moms in the kitchen. They're also fulfilling and packing and shipping for you. Yep. Yep. Okay. But you don't have an assistant yet. You're kind of still Mm -hmm. doing the things. And then at home. I do. Yeah. Everything. (laughs) And then what about your daughter? Do you have other kids and who takes care of your daughter? Do you take care of your daughter while you're doing all this? (laughs) She's like, yes, she's under the desk right now. (laughs) I'm actually really nervous. She's just going to bust in this into the door. You're amazing. So we're just trying to learn how I can't get a thing done with my kids around. Uh, yeah, my daughter's around all the time. Um, and that is, she has a nanny. My daughter has a nanny three days a week. And then one day a week, my mom watches her. Um, but I work from home a lot of the time. And so often it's sort of like, I'll work for a couple hours and then I'll play with my daughter for an hour. I'll work for a couple hours, play with my daughter. Um, and then I have pretty strict rules about like Thursdays. I do not work ever. Um, I, Thursdays are my day to be a mom. I like take her to swim class. We go to the library, we go play. Um, because I really want her to not only see that, yes, I'm a working mom and I've built a company and like one day she's going to be able to look up to that. But I also want her to have happy memories where like mommy wasn't on her phone all day. <laughs> so I have pretty strict rules about the phone and like I, I time block everything. So during particular hours, you know, you can't reach me. I'm just not going to reply. Um, but then when I'm working, I'm working. I love that. Um, there's like what Jacqueline said, there's nothing like a pregnant mom who's building something. And then once that baby is here, that it's like this whole new world. And it is exciting to see, um, kind of behind the scenes of a business growing as fast as yours, but also having like a little baby there kind of walking around and being a part of that. It's, it's super exciting to see like how times have changed and how that's possible for women nowadays. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. Um, okay. So I know a lot of people are probably thinking this, so I'm going to ask it now the, you started out with three subscribers then you went and you invested a lot of money into a trade show, which you were fortunately placed in the front got 30 subscribers. So many of our listeners are kind of in that very beginning. They don't have a list built. They have come up with a great idea. Maybe they have their website um, and they're looking to sort of gain this traction that it looks like you did. So you hit, so what I heard is you hit the pavement. So you went local trying to get mm-hmm. into local shops or at least marketing through local shops. You did these events. So you found events that had expos that were like business to customer. Um, how else do you think like this snowball has happened so quickly for you that like, was it referral programs? How did, how did you get to where you are now? It was a little of everything. I think, you know, they say that a person has to interact with your brand seven times before they're going to purchase it on average. And so when starting out, especially when being like bootstrapped and scrappy about it, hitting the pavement is big, being at events is big, and then just being a part of the community is a really important piece. Um, So whatever niche audience you have, you want to be in that audience with them, alongside them. So I went to, I I was always going to events, whether it was, you know, oh, we're set up there with a booth and we have samples, or I'm there as a mom and I've got business cards or promo cards in my back pocket. Um, but really getting out into the community and being a part of it to understand it better um, is, is crucial. And I think that investing a lot of money in events is a challenge. I don't always recommend it, certainly depending on your niche audience. Um, events can be extreme. 
not just events. Everything is hit or miss. And so you can do an event with 2,000 people and walk away with 100 new customers or walk away with zero. Uh, both have happened to us. Like we invested $7,000 in an event and we left with nothing. Um, nothing. Uh, and that's like a huge learning for us. Um, but then, you know, you can have an influencer with a million followers post about you um, and get nothing. And then you can have an influencer with 10,000 followers post about you and get 20 orders. So it's about trial and error. It's about doing a little bit of everything. Um, and I think not so much paying for, like, I think one mistake that really small businesses can make is paying to grow. Um, in the sense that when you're an entrepreneur and you have a business and it's just you, no one is going to sell that product better than you are. So if you're paying a PR company or paying a marketing person outside of you to do that growth and to sell it, that's not going to get as good of returns as if you were to sell it yourself because you understand your product best. Um, and so rather than like, like for influencers, for instance, I didn't pay, I've never paid an influencer in my life, yet we have a lot of celebrity influencers talking about our product. And that's solely from me sliding into their DMs three times a week until they agree to try out our smoothies. So what did you say to these people in their DM? I just try to get to know them. Like I'll, I'll find like some pregnant celebrity or pregnant influencer and I'll just like start commenting like, oh my gosh, she looks so beautiful. And and then like DM them about the smoothies and just say, like, mm -hmm. you know, if you ever want to try it, usually I'll just DM them. Hey, congratulations on your pregnancy. If you ever want to try out some of our smoothies, I'm happy to send you a bundle. Um, often they reply to that and say, yes, like uh, sometimes it might take a little bit more work though. Like then I'll keep following them and be like, okay, oh, they're complaining about heartburn or leg cramps. Then I'll DM them or reply to their story. You know, we have a great smoothie for leg cramps. Let me send you some to try out. So um, do you, do you start with like the, Hey, you look so cute pregnant. And then, and then another one would be, Hey, can I send you free product? Or do, are some of them, do you just go straight for it? I usually go straight for the product. Okay. And just I, curious. But I interact with them too. Like you want to be mm -hmm. commenting on their stuff and, yeah. and be engaging with them and be like a person that they start to see pop up in mm -hmm. their feet. You know, they start to see the name, they see the name, see the name and ask the seven or so times and they might reply. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and, and even with influencers, it's hit or miss. So I'm never going to pay an influencer and right. sending out free product isn't that pricey. So if, if they, and, and I want to keep the authenticity too, because so often, especially working with influencers, I've met so many influencers and seen them interact with the products that they're promoting. And it's like, it's not about the products for them. It's just about what they're paid. So you see them really quickly be like, Oh, I love this energy bar and then like if you're actually in person with them when they're taking that photo they're like oh that's disgusting mm -hmm. um which is sad but I wanted to make sure that never happened with our product so always with our influencers we tell them to be completely honest and authentic like if they don't like it tell the world that you don't like it um if they don't want to write about it or post about it they don't have to um we just want to send them the product and see what they think and 99 times out of 100 they love it and want to post about it so do you introduce yourself in those dms like do you say hey i'm lisa i'm the ceo of bump and blends or do you just do they just um assume that it's you 
I think I, I don't think I introduced myself. I just said like, hey, we're bump and blends. You want to try this? Um, and so that usually works. And when you send them the the package, um, do you say like, if you love it, can you post about it? Like, do you send like a little note with it? Um, it depends. If it's a smaller influencer and I'm just kind of on a roll sending it out to like 10 influencers that day, they just get the, the usual welcome card that a new customer would get. And they know what to do. Um, yeah, it has like our handle on it. And yeah. like I said, I don't want to be pushy with them. I don't want to be like, here's all the info to post. Use this hashtag. Do this. Do that. Here's the swipe up link. I just want them to try the product. And if they, like, we're lucky that our product is really unique and it's really delicious. So they just, they, they try it. They're like, whoa, this is strange. There are these little ice cubes and they're beautiful and really Instagrammable. Like, this is so fun. Yeah. So it's, I don't want to be pushy with it. Usually they end up like just searching for us on Instagram and tagging us. Yeah. Um, they are Instagrammable. I mean, not to say that everybody needs to come up with a company that's Instagrammable, but I think, but it's important nowadays for some (laughs) part of your product to be Instagrammable. Like if it's ugly, nobody wants to take a picture of it. It's true. And I mean, even just your breakout of, cause you show like when everyone checks out bumpandblends.com and you look at the cubes and then you have things that are, you know, your, let's see, your cinnamon toast shrink. Um, Mm -hmm. it has like a little picture that's really beautifully clean, very Instagrammable with like three cubes. And then the things that are in it, like some spices, peanut butter, banana oats. So, and it's beautifully displayed. And so it's, it definitely, it lends to what visuals people are really attracted to right now versus you actually showing it as like a blended smoothie. Right. And a bunch of photos of like, like our cubes are what makes it unique. Like there are 10,000 smoothie companies out there and there are smoothie companies that you need to blend at home too out there. It's the frozen cubes that are unique and special that are really beautiful. I mean, it's just super easy. You can just blend them right up. Plus I think your flavors are really unique. I've never seen um, like the cookie dough version and chip mm-hmm. mint. And then there was like, wasn't there like a watermelon one? Oh I've never God, I want to buy seen, every single one. Yeah. I've yeah, never seen flavors like that. We did a like lot that. of work on the flavors. Um, when I made them during my pregnancy, I they I had all these smoothies and I had all the different like key ingredients that actually had the benefits. Because um, that's another thing that makes our product unique. Each smoothie has a, has a role. Like the cookie dough is going to alleviate anxiety and mood things, etc. Et um, but then I held a lot of focus groups with my friends to have them. Well, one with my friends and then also with customers of similar products like Daily Harvest, Blended Spoon, all those. The other guys. I, the <laughs> other guys. I seeked out their customers and got them to answer surveys and tell me what they loved and hated and what flavors were their favorites and what flavors they didn't have that they thought would be cool. Um, and I held all those focus groups and did a ton of research on it. And then um, did a ton more research and a ton more research and finally had tasting parties um, where I just had people come taste 100 different smoothie recipes. And then once a smoothie was able to get, um, I think I said it was like 20 to 35 out of five star reviews, like absolutely love. Um, once the smoothie was able to get that kind of consistency, uh, then it became a bump and blends recipe. And so we have 22 different flavors and each one is so different than the others. Like 
you can have everything from pineapple ginger, which is like super refreshing and light, to like a peanut butter cup smoothie, which is so decadent and yummy. Yeah. Okay. So we've got influencers, you've done giveaways. And then what would you say is like the other thing that really kind of pushed you over the edge? Mm-hmm. Um, influencers, giveaways, in-person events. Um, those have been like our main ones. Any list building? Like how yeah. would you, do you how pay do you- for ads? No, we don't pay for ads. We've dabbled in it. Like I've thrown 50 bucks here, 20 bucks there at some ads. Everybody has that story because it's like, I need to, I need to put this $20 in the slot machine name Facebook ads. Yeah, that's how it's been. <laughs> like we will get like one random person from a Facebook ad we threw $15 at. We haven't done any kind of consistent marketing in that way. Um, no paid ads. I've dabbled in some PR companies. I've dabbled in some stuff here and there, but nothing consistent that I saw true results for. Um, in terms of list building, we really just give people a lot of opportunity to join our email list. And we've been able to build a strong list from that. So anytime we do an event, anytime we help, and anytime we help out another company um, and provide something of value to them, we really try to get the emails from that. Um, so whether we do a giveaway with another company, like there is like, this is something I learned along the way. There is no point in doing a giveaway with another company if you are not going to get the email list of the entries for that giveaway. So some people think like, oh, if I participate in this giveaway, people will follow us on Instagram and they'll learn about the brand and they'll buy it even if they don't win the giveaway. No, you need to have like a marketing campaign via email with them after they lose the giveaway to then get them as a customer. And so gathering emails in every situation that you can think of is crucial to build your list. I love that. We both obviously love it. Okay. So let's see. I mean, we've asked, you've been so generous with all of this information. Love you all to listeners to check out Bump and Blends, to check out the webpage because Lisa has created it and it's beautiful and the images are beautiful and to follow her on Instagram because I think taking a look at someone who was like, in your words, scrappy, you're still scrappy, you're blowing up, but then you're still, you're not like, I'm going to hire all the people. You're still figuring it out or you're, and, and I really love that you said like, try everything and see what works. Cause so many times people are scared. Like if I do that, I'm going to lose money. But sometimes if you don't do it, you never know what the result's going to be. Right. Even with trade shows, they are expensive, but they're a core crash course in selling, right? Messaging. And I bet you, that's why I love your brand is that you've always been the face up to this point. So you can speak on it the best, like how you said, but also sometimes it doesn't come naturally speaking about your product. So it's Mm -hmm. in person is like just the quickest and easiest way to do that. You're leaving at least with clearer messaging than you came with. Mm -hmm. I do have a question. How did you end up on a Create Cultivate panel? I asked. You did? Did you DM Jacqueline mm-hmm. or how did you? No. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of convoluted. So my relationship with Create and Cultivate is solely based on asking for what you want. As a small business and an entrepreneur, you're never going to be invited to the big kid table if you don't ask to be there. Um, so I followed Create and Cultivate when I was an entrepreneur when I was a dietitian, I was doing a private practice. I had a blog back in the day that I really regret not following through on because that was back when bloggers were not that prevalent. And I 
yeah anyway that's a whole other story <laughs> but um I I followed Create and Cultivate I loved it I went to the conferences myself um and then in Jacqueline's always been an inspiration and Bump and Blends provided smoothies I think for a smaller talk she did um and after no before that I had actually reached out to create and cultivate and work party and their whole like umbrella and just said, this is my company. I cold emailed them and I cold emailed Jacqueline um, just said, I'm Lisa. This is my company. We're brand new. We're female founded. We were inspired largely by create and cultivate. A lot of the techniques we use, we learned from create. We, I learned from create and cultivate <laughs> conferences. Um, you know, if you're ever looking for smoothies or something, or if you're ever doing anything targeting moms, here we are, check us out. Like we're very on brand. We have lots of pink smoothies, um, <laughs> millennial pink smoothies. Um, just throwing out my info to you. If you ever need anyone in this area. Um, and I immediately got a response from somebody at work party and they wanted to interview me for their work party Instagram takeovers. They wanted me to do an Instagram takeover on work party. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Like almost instantly. I got a response from Jacqueline's assistant for that. Um, and then I did that takeover and they were, they really enjoyed the response and it sounded like their followers liked that. And then I got an email a week or two later about providing smoothies for their upcoming wellness um, event, one of their big conferences in wellness. Um, and so then my team provided a few smoothies for that. And Everyone loved the smoothies. They were a big hit. People were buzzing about it. They asked us to come back for the next one. Um, and this one was in New York. And for us as a small company, to be able to not only bring a team to New York, but to bring frozen smoothie cubes and all of the things to prepare frozen smoothie cubes at a New York event is cumbersome and expensive. And it was something that I immediately was like, no, I don't think that's going to work for us. Um, but I said, if, if we're able to have a bigger presence at the event, then I can see what I can do and make it work. And so I just asked, I was like, are you guys looking for any smaller business, new entrepreneurs to provide any insights? You know, about our business model, you know, what we do is unique. Um, is there any value we, we could provide on one of the panels? And they immediately were like, yeah, definitely. We'd love to have you on this panel. Um, and so that made it more worth our while. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> that might be and the name of this podcast episode. <laughs> ask for what you want. <laughs> ask for what you want and just keep asking too. If, if you don't get a response from an influencer, ask again, bring it up another way. Um, but just keep asking. I love it. And be in there and be like you said, I mean, whether you've done this on the internet with influencers where you're kind of in there, uh, what is it? Peripheral? I don't know. You're just circling them a bit and they're kind of seeing your name pop up and then you go into the mm -hmm. DM or that you're at events and you had sponsored and you're like finding your way up and into it. Um, all right. So Lisa, we like to uh, wrap every interview with some fun questions. Mm -hmm. They're just rapid fire and fun. So you ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what is your coffee order? I'm such a freak. My coffee order is an Americano with a splash of almond milk and one pump of chai. And that's it. I love it. Um, what's the black cold coffee. <laughs> yeah. 
or a smoothie. Um, what's the favorite thing on your desk? Uh, I have these adorable little Polaroids that have just been taken over the months with my daughter, um, like front and center, right on my computer. That's cute. And then finish the sentence. When I pick up my phone, I immediately go to Instagram, then close it regretfully and be like, oh, why did I go to Instagram? Why did I pick up my phone? (laughs) Two and a half hours later. No, (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's a love hate thing. Um, you it's wish awful. You, it is. You wish you knew how to play guitar. Cool. Um, what was the last show you binge watched? Currently, binge watching This Is Maisel, my love, Mrs. Maisel. Me too. Uh, same, same. So good. <laughs> I know. But I only watch them on my phone while I'm doing the dishes. It's like what helps me clean up my kitchen. Uh-huh. And then let's see. And then do you have an alter ego or a stage persona? So when you have to get up on stage and speak on panels or go to trade shows, do you, do you put on any alter ego? Not in trade shows, but I think in my life, I have a lot of different, like I've got different moods. I'm, I'm like, the mood swings smoothies are very valuable for me. I just got a lot of different like moods going. You never know what you're going to get. Are you a Gemini? No, my okay. daughter is, so I'm a little nervous about that. Um, no, I, I, in that, like, I'm very much like, I'll put on the mom face and I'll like, make the nice little home cooked dinner for another family to come over or I'll be like the CEO, like mommy's busy. I'm, I don't say that to her, but like in that mindset. <laughs> and so I think I have a lot of different hats that I wear. Um, and I'm able to kind of tweak my personality to those hats. Compartmentalize your, your days, mm-hmm. Thursdays, mama's mama's home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, so oh, what is it. your, what is your most used and favorite emoji? Oh, very, very seasonal. Depends. But, um, typically it's like the dancing girl in the red dress mm-hmm. or the laughing, crying one. Those are often used recently. Yes. It's been the skeleton and like the, the, oh, the dead guy daughter's really sick right now <laughs> and sick right now. Um, with bronchiolitis and none of us have slept in the past two weeks. And so I'm using the, the dead face emoji quite a bit. <laughs> and then the emoji with the, you know, the, the doctor on. thingy on his yeah. face. Okay. So last question. We very much believe mm-hmm. entrepreneur years are like dog years. You learn a lot very quickly. What would you say to baby Lisa? If you could go back and give some advice now that you're further along in your entrepreneurial journey, 10 months later. <laughs> I know 10 months. What have I But look at what you've done in 10 months. I know. I've learned a lot. In 10 yes. Months. I can't imagine what I'll learn like in the next 10 years. Um, I would say to her, I would kind of like re-give her that advice of like just ask for certain things. So I think early on, I, especially when it came to money, like I think I just, when somebody would pitch me like a quote for something, whether it was like an event or some kind of service or product or something, I would just be like, oh, okay. Like, oh, that, that event's seven grand. Okay. Probably worth it. If you're charging that, um, <laughs> when like negotiate girl, like that's their number that they're throwing out and you can throw a number back and go back and forth. I would have saved a lot of money early on that I could have used for other important things. Um, had I just done that. Amazing. Yeah. Great advice. Mm-hmm. Well, Lisa, thank you. I mean, thank you for showing up while you've had, um, obviously a lot on your hands at home. Would you mind sharing with our listeners how they can connect with you? Yeah. So you can find us at, at bump and blends on Instagram. That's definitely the best way to connect with us. Um, you can DM us there, follow us to follow along our journey. 
or you can find us at bumpandblends.com. And when I say us, I mean me. (laughs) So say hi to Lisa and tell her to hire an assistant. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Okay, great. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks so much for being on. You've been so great. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Well, Mina, that was such a great episode. I know. I love her. I know. I was really excited about how um, generous she was with uh, what she was sharing. And speaking of generous, Lisa has offered to give all of the Product Boss listeners 20% off their first order. If you go to bumpandblends.com and enter the code the Product Boss, you can get 20% off. And then what's even more exciting is that she is doing a giveaway with us. So we'll be doing a giveaway um, over on Instagram. Check it out for more details, but it'll be a smoothie giveaway over there. And we're so excited for you guys to sign up for that. So check out at the product boss on Instagram and make sure to use the code, the product boss. And let's kick off 2020 healthy, anti-fatigued and drinking delicious smoothies. Yes. Sounds good to me. We'll see you guys over there. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, Product Bosses, let's make it happen.